how to be awesome at airplane travel with kids. There is no need to dread flying with your kids anymore. We are going to get you super prepared for the expected and the unexpected, what to pack and how not to overpack, how to keep them busy and how to prep food so you aren't relying on any airplane or airport food. So many tips coming your way in this one from my many years of flying with kids and making all the mistakes, then figuring it out. We're talking about how to prep and plan and how to go into it the day of. Flying with kids can be fun and something you actually look forward to, not dread. Today is all about how to fly with kids and be awesome at it. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Today we are talking all about traveling with your kids, specifically flying. I get so many messages from people asking specific questions and general questions, so I want to do a whole podcast all about everything I've learned on how to fly with kids. So many tips and tricks and hacks, different things I've learned along the way throughout the years and things that I've read in um, kind of researching and figuring out what other people are doing and what works for other people. So it's all here in one podcast all about how to travel really smoothly with kids. So I'm going to go through how to prep, how to prep things and how to prep yourself mentally and then what to do the day of. Now, our goal here is to enjoy the process, not just get to the destination. I've been thinking a lot about this in life in general because I tend to really try to like, I don't know, hurry to the destination, see the end point and try to scurry there. But I've really been trying to kind of like slow down a little bit and enjoy the process, whether it's driving somewhere with my kids, not just thinking about hurrying and getting to the destination, but like enjoying the process. Same thing. I think that if we use so many of these tips and pick and choose what works for you based on your preferences and your kids' ages and what they like to do, you can actually enjoy the process and have fun flying. Enjoy the few hours of downtime with your kids where you're just sitting and maybe you're doing stuff by yourself and they're doing stuff by themselves and then you do stuff together. I think that this should be something that we can enjoy, like I said, and enjoy the process. So that's what we're talking about today, all the tips. Very first thing, I think that one of the most important things you can do is talk to your kids so they know what to expect. Looking back on different ways that I might have made micro fails, I think a lot of times I didn't talk to my kids, especially my girls now are nine and 10 and Parker is three. Thinking back when I had two little ones, Even once they're, you know, three years old, you can totally talk to them about what they're going to be doing and what to expect. So I've learned in my many years of doing this to talk to them when you're driving, leading up to the trip so that they can kind of prepare, so that they can kind we prepare ourselves and we know what to expect, but sometimes we forget that these are little humans who haven't done these things or maybe they have done them, but they don't remember 
flying in the past or they don't remember very much. And every year is so different. They grow and change so much. So talk to your kids about it ahead of time. Ask them what they would want to do. I love having an iPad or some sort of technology, but I also like having a screen break. So I asked them, what activities would you want to do? Do you want to do coloring? Do you want to do travel games? I asked them what they want loaded on their iPad. So we're not trying to scramble. And if we don't have internet, that's not a problem. Make sure you have their game or their movie downloaded. But I'm telling you, talk to them, tell them what to expect, tell them, you know, in a nice way, what you expect from them, what kind of behavior you want, what things are acceptable and not acceptable on the plane. And of course, if you have littler kids, then they're they're kind of the boss at that point and you can't talk to them about it. But we're going to get into how to prep for, for flying with little, little ones. So for older kids, even like I said, three and up, talk to them and ask them. Also, ask them what their favorite snacks are. I really think that this is one of those times when it is definitely worth bribing and having treats. Now, don't start with the treats. I use those when they're getting tired or the flight's getting long or as we get into it. Do not do not get out your bag of trips tricks at the very beginning. Leave the bribing and the candy and the snacks. Now, I usually I'm not a I I'm not a big candy for kids kind of person, but I think that this is one of those times when it is worth doing it. So, you and your family, your partner, uh, everyone else on the plane can have a nice smooth experience. So talk to your kids about it. Ask them what they want. Make sure you have everything downloaded and all that kind of stuff. So that way you're not just assuming you know what they would want to do. You're actually showing them, you know, would you want to color? That way you're not packing all this stuff that they actually don't want to do when you get on the plane. Talk to them. Next, in prepping, plan a good time to fly. If you have little kids, maybe you're planning it around kind of their sleep schedule. I'm a big fan of not having kids dictate the entire the entire the entire family schedule but if you can make it easier on yourself make it easier avoid red eyes i really like to avoid multiple airplane flights when possible unless it's really really worth it when the kids were younger we went cuz we're in southern california we went flew to florida and then to the bahamas and things a couple times and we kind of just got to a point to where we're like you know what from where we're at, we can fly to Mexico and we can fly to Hawaii without doing two airplanes. And it just, first of all, it saves a day of travel. Um, you know, if we go to Hawaii or Mexico, we can be on the beach same day that we fly. Whereas if we're going across the country, especially with the time change, that's killer. Um, but also it just, it just takes so much out of you. I feel like by the time you, we were landing after two airplane rides with kids, we're exhausted, they're exhausted, and it's just not the best start to the trip. So Plan a good time to fly, avoid multiple flights if you can, and just make sure it's really worth it. Know the, you know, that it's kind of high impact to be on and off multiple planes in one day, especially with little ones. So make sure it's worth it if you're going to sign up for that. Pack really organized so you know where things are and don't overstuff. I take so much time ahead of time. And now a lot of things I do in Ziplocs now more disposable things just because if we're consuming things, you want to be able to to throw it away and not have a whole bunch of extra bulky stuff. So I'll have Ziplocs labeled with all the things. One of my best tips is picture yourself going through the motion. So a week ahead of time, whenever you're planning for, for your airplane travel, think about, picture yourself waking up that morning, 
What are you going to need on the drive there? What are you going to need at the airport? What are you going to need on the plane? That way you have your sanitizing wipes, What you have your bottles, you have your formula if you have a little one. I really find that it helps if I just put myself, close your eyes if you need to, put yourself in the situation and think about what will I wish I had and make sure you pack that. Just pack what you need for the flight in your carry-on bags. This is not like your single days when you only had a carry-on and you packed everything that you needed and you got off the plane and you dashed. I think it is definitely worth it to check luggage, even if you are just going for a couple days. That way you can travel light. There's nothing worse than trying to get on a plane and you have like a huge bag in front of you and a bag on your back and you're trying to hold a kid or hold a kid's hand and you're bumping all the seats. It just leads for like risk of leaving things on the plane and more frustration. So I think check a bag, only carry on what you really need to get you through the flight it will just make it so much lighter. I, th- I really feel like if you if you're travel if you're holding less stuff, you instantly feel less stressed. So just pack what you need. Bring activities for kids and new things that they have not seen before. Sometimes I will even wrap them in tissue paper. I don't wrap them in like wrapping paper because I mean unless it's their birthday on the day you're flying, but then it's like bulky mess. Tissue paper you can just roll up into, you know, like a tiny little ball. But I find that it makes it more exciting and, you know, kills some time. So you can wrap in little tissue paper, a coloring book with a special little thing in crayons or those um, Crayola kind of magic, the um, color wonder magic one. So it's no mess coloring, whatever it is. I like new little sets. I love the Melissa and Doug sets. And I will do a blog post where I actually link all my favorite travel things for kids because I have lots of good things and a lot of them are inexpensive, like $3.99, $6.99, things that you could take on the plane, use, and you could even um, toss them or bring them depending on if they kind of use through them. They're pretty inexpensive, so you could just kind of use them as a one-time use thing and then you're not carrying all this bulky stuff. I've done that mistake so many times where I'm bringing like a whole bunch of toys that are bulky that I have to carry around that doesn't really make sense. So try to make it streamlined, make it new things, and you might even want to give it a little light wrapping. That makes it really fun. I always bring at least one or two soft cover books. That way it's not heavy and bulky, but I like the quality time reading on the plane. It kind of, it changes it up. It gets them off screen time. And again, talking about enjoying the process, not just trying to rush to the destination. I think it's sweet time just to sit together and read that you don't normally just have that time when listen, there's no dishes to be done. You can't put a load of laundry in. You're just sitting for hours. So bring a couple books and enjoy that time. Of course, bring snacks. Bring all the snacks. In fact, bring meals. One of my best tips for flying with kids or even flying in general, to be honest, is do not rely on airplane or airport food. Like assume it doesn't even exist because I feel like it can just be unreliable or security can take a lot longer than you think and you won't have time to to grab something. So I pack things fully ahead of time. I do Ziploc bags with, or sometimes depending on what it is, I'll actually get like little disposable kind of hardcover kind of like meal prep things that are also disposable. But if I'm, if it's something that I don't want to get squished or doesn't fit in a Ziploc bag, but it's always disposable. And I do it for every person. So depending on how long we're flying, I'll have like two full meals. I'll either make sandwiches the night before we travel or I'll even get sandwiches from their favorite sandwich place locally. 
and I pack everybody a bag. And then I will also link my favorite cooler bag that I bring on the plane. It's just like this soft cooler that even once you're completely done with it, you could even fold it up pretty small, but it's a perfect square that fits right underneath the seat in front of you. So I will have one full Ziploc with like a meal and snacks for each person, even my husband. And then if it's a long flight, I'll have two full bags for everyone. So that way when they're like, I'm hungry, I'll have extra snacks in my bag, but I literally just give them their entire Ziploc, especially for older kids. For little kids, you might want to space out the snacks and use that as a good, you know, a good spacer outer of the time. But for the older kids that kind of want to eat on their own and, you know, they're not eating super fast anyways, I'll just give them their whole bag with their sandwich and their protein bar and maybe some chips and cookies and fruit, Um, a full meal. I try to really balance it with some healthy stuff because I know if we're going on vacation, all the treats are coming, but stuff that they're actually going to eat. So pack your bags, get your cooler bag. I have one whole, one cooler bag that's only food and snacks. And so that way I'm not relying ever on airplane or airport food because there's nothing worse than you land and everybody's starving. Maybe you have to get a rental car or things take longer. I'm telling you, plan for the unexpected and expect the unexpected especially with food. That's one thing that I have no problem overpacking because it always gets eaten. Worst case, I toss it in the fridge when we get to the hotel and they can snack on it there so nothing gets wasted. So bring snacks, lots of snacks in disposable containers. Also bring their iPad or some sort of um, tech device with headphones. Don't forget the headphones. I've made this mistake before. I like um, headphones that can be charged either plugged in or Bluetooth. Another thing you might want to do, depending on if you're using an Apple device, is bring two headphones. This might sound crazy, but listen. You might want to do, I've learned this the hard way, because sometimes when you go to the plane and they have a TV and the kids want to watch the TV there to change it up, but if you're using the Apple headphones, they don't have the same connector. So bring a pair of little kid headphones, because the ones they give you on the plane really don't stay in kids' ears well. Bring a little tiny, you know, inexpensive old school plug-in for the kids so that way they can watch the airplane TV if they have it, if they want to. Good tip. And it's fun for them to change it up. Sometimes they watch the iPad, sometimes they eat, sometimes they color, sometimes they watch the airplane TV. So bring headphones. And if you want to be, if you want to be really thorough with it, bring two headphones, one that fits the Apple devices and one that's kind of the old school plug. Of course, like I said, bring treats and also bring gum for older kids for the ear popping. It makes it fun and it can also help them, uh, you know, a little bit with the change in, in air pressure with the ears. One other thing is bring something to keep them cozy. So if you think they could sleep, especially bring a little blanket. I usually bring something that folds up pretty easily in my bag. Sometimes I'll just bring like a shawl, if it's like a warm shawl or scarf that I would use and, and use it for them too. The only thing is after it's been on an airplane, I, I if your kids sleep with a blanket, I wouldn't bring that blanket that they're going to want to sleep with on the trip. I kind of, um, I bring a separate blanket because you know how you just feel like things are kind of gross once you have it on the airplane. If you're going somewhere where you could do laundry, the best thing ever is bring a little, bring a little blanket, use it on the flight there wash it when you're at the destination and then on the flight home they could use it again and it's nice and clean. 
I don't know, just feels yucky after it's been on a plane. But sometimes that blanket, even if they don't sleep, if they just rest, being able to cozy up to a blanket on their face and curl up um, can really be a game changer. And if you need to rock them or soothe them or if you need to stand up and kind of shake them, having something cozy for them to put their face on and cuddle up to can really be a lifesaver. Like I said, picture yourself boarding and flying and think of everything you could want. It's kind of like my hack of uh, how to be awesome at being the happiest person in any room. And the trick is don't be in rooms you don't want to be in. And the way I decide is if an invitation comes across through email, I picture myself being in that room and I think, hmm, how am I feeling? How am I feeling sitting in that room? If it's a baby shower for a friend's friend's cousin and I wake up that morning and I'm like, oh, I don't even have time for my closest friends. Why did I commit to this? Then I should have said no from the beginning. Anyways, my whole point is there's so much power sometimes in visualizing yourself sitting in that moment and thinking ahead. And I think that you'll really think of things that you might not have thought of. Another tip, make sure ahead of time your passports are not expired. I mentioned this because I think everyone I know that's that's over 30 or 35 has had some sort of experience where we don't realize that our passports are expired or expiring or you need one for the kids or the little kids. Kids expire more frequently, like they don't give you as long of a time as adults. So keep an eye on those passports and get them renewed like way before you need to. When my kids, when when anyone's passports hit like a year, because usually you need like a full six months before they expire to travel. I think sometimes they're more strict on that than others, uh, than other times. But man, it hits that one year from the expire mark and I get all the passports renewed. There's no chance I'm gonna forget or have expired passports when we want to go somewhere. One time we were going to fly to Canada and I did not realize that one of the babies um, was not within that six months. That was when they were more strict. I, lately, I don't think they've been as strict, what I've seen. Um, and we had to literally leave the airport, go to LAX at the passport agency, wait for the passport and fly again the next day. The most brutal way to start a trip. Learn from my mistake. Make sure your passports um, have plenty of time on them. All right, let's talk about car seats and strollers and slings. Again, you want to be strategic with this. I've done this all different ways. I think that a small fold-up stroller is always a good idea. Leave it right at the, the entrance of the airplane and they'll pop it right back up for you. Even if you're just using it through the airport and through baggage claim and all that, I think it's really worth having. If your kids are little, a sling can be so much easier than carrying them. Again, you might want to bring one that is super secure. When I when I travel with, with kids on the slings, I like the Baby Bjorn ones or the ones that have like the actual buckles, not the more kind of casual wrap ones, just because I feel like there's a lot of bending and lifting and moving parts. You want to just make sure it's like a super, super, super secure sling. And then car seats. I've done this both ways. If you are not bringing your car seat, just make sure you overly communicate If you are renting a car or if you have um, a car service picking you up, make sure you overly communicate the exact type of car seat that you need. So if it's a infant car seat versus a toddler car seat or a booster, this is one of those things that I'm kind of, that I'm overly crazy about doing. So I book it and then I have it on my list 
the day before or a couple days before as I'm checking in online and all that stuff, I'll call the rental car company and I'll say, I just want to confirm I have two, one infant car seat and two, you know, bigger kid boosters. Please confirm this for me because there's nothing worse than, than, you know, losing a half hour, an hour at the beginning of your vacation when you land at the destination because the rental car does not have that and you have to go try to track one down. That has happened to us. It is not fun. So either bring your own and check it in is how I like it. There's some inexpensive bags on Amazon where you can just pop it in the bag and then check it as luggage. Um, And I think that's just a really easy way to do it if you want to have your own car seat. But again, it can be a lot to lug. So depending on where you're going and what you're doing and how much you use it. I know some people don't like borrowing car seats. I've always been pretty fine with it. I mean, it's not ideal, but I take my big old sanitizing wipes and I sanitize it all down and um, off we go. So make sure you think of car seats, strollers, and slings. Another thing I love to pack in my carry-on is a change of clothes for everybody just in case. So in case, depending on your ages of the kids, in case they have a potty accident or in case they just get like super destroyed on the airplane and their clothes are filthy or for when you arrive, if your room isn't ready. I either, I always have clothes, even if I don't pack it in my carry-on, I'll have it in one piece of luggage all together. So say you're going on a tropical vacation and you land at noon and the room's not guaranteed till 4 p.m. You want to have bathing suits, cover-up, flip-flops, sunscreen, right there. So I either put it in my carry-on or I put it in one luggage and I'll know which luggage it is and it's all right there. So I only have to open one thing. I've made the mistake of having to, at the hotel, open up everything, you know, in the lobby or a side room to try to get everyone what they need. So pack it all in one little area. So that way, if you get to your destination, the fun can start right away. You're not waiting on the room to change and all that. So pack a change of clothes for an accident, for a messiness, or just so the vacation can start right away. In prepping, I think you should start planning, packing a week ahead of time with kids, even if it's a small trip, so that way you can get plenty of sleep the night before. I'm telling you, being totally rested and going into it with a good headspace and not going into it exhausted is everything, and it's so worth it. Also, mentally prepare yourself. Be well rested, be well hydrated, and expect problems. And I mean that in the best way. Don't expect everything to go perfectly according to plan because it usually doesn't. So go into it with a good mindset. Try to get some personal time before you go. That way you're not already feeling exhausted and like you haven't had any moments to yourself. I just think that that is really a game changer, especially if your kids can be difficult or whiny or, you know, listen, it's a lot for us to travel sometimes. Imagine being, you know, two, three, four, ten doing it. It's not always easy. So you will have so much more patience if you go into it in the best headspace and happy yourself. Okay. The day of, the day of flying with kids, check in online, do all that stuff ahead of time. If you can, even if you're checking bags, it's just so much easier if you've gotten steps done ahead of time. I just tried to eliminate friction or stress or headaches or steps that the whole family has to be present for. Anything I can do ahead of time, I'm all about. Also, ask about upgrades. This is one of those things that I've learned from traveling. It's so crazy how you can get great deals on upgrades the day of. And this is another another total big plus for getting to the airport early 
because a lot of times they don't release them till the day of the flight and you have to get it at the at the actual counter. So I get to the counter every time if I have coach seats and I ask, are there any upgrades? Sometimes it's just for extra comfort um, foot room, which is, you know, $50 or $100 a ticket. You can decide if it's worth it. Or sometimes they'll even have business or first class upgrades for a fraction of what it would normally be. So always ask. It's worth, worth the ask. See if it's available and see how much it is and see if it's worth it for you. But I think a lot of times people don't realize that that's an option. And of course, having more space can make for such a smoother flight with kids. So check in online, get to the airport early. The last thing you need is to be rushed and stressed and ask about upgrades. Another tip I love is put a watch on older kids, a watch with tracking. I was hesitant about getting our kids Apple watches. My husband's super techie and loves it all. But what I do love about it is they don't wear their Apple watches much at home, but we always have them wear it during travel just because I I love the tracking feature on it. Just, you know, worst case, if, if someone, you know, if someone um, wanders a little bit away or I don't know, just that, that, that safety. Also, once we get there, now that my girls are older, I'm trying to be better about letting them have a little bit of freedom in, you know, safe spaces. So a little bit of freedom with their friends um, that we meet there around the hotel and things like that. So having an Apple Watch is on because I can – is on is great and it lets me feel more comfortable letting them have a little bit of freedom and I feel like it's an extra kind of safety step so I can ping them if I want to and I can also see where they are. When you are at the airport, take advantage of early boarding. Again, allow plenty of time and be there when the boarding starts um, so that you can get on. Most airlines allow you to get on usually like just after first class with little kids. So get on early, get your stuff situated. I know some people are like, I don't want to get on early because I don't want more time on the plane. But I'm telling you for the extra 15 minutes on the plane, not a big deal. That way it's just you're on, you're able to get your stuff in position. The kids can get settled before the airplane gets more crowded. Have your kids carry their own bags if they can. If they're old enough, I think it's such a great idea to have your kids carry their own stuff. That way they're responsible for it. It's less for you to hold. And they kind of, it's cool. They have ownership over their stuff. They can open their bag. They can use their own stuff. I have um, travel backpacks that that I had custom made uh, as a Christmas present, actually from Stony Clover Lane, which I just love their stuff. I put patches. I'll post pictures of it with this podcast, but I put um, travel patches all over their backpack, which is super fun. And my girl, even my little guy who was three this last trip we took, he had his backpack. Now, don't pack it too heavy. Some of their stuff I still put in my bag, but it's nice for them to have all their own things in their backpack. Um, it's just fun and less for you to carry. So have kids carry their own bags if they can. Another tip is once you're on vacation, but also on the airplane is give kids a camera. And this works for kids, I mean, really of all ages. If you're sitting by a window um, it's a great source of entertainment for have let them use your phone or an, or an actual, you know, kind of bigger camera and let them take pictures. I feel like it's something fun for them and exciting and different. And it's a good, you know, it can, it could, um, you know, take up some time that we need to take up on the airplane. Um, one of my girls, Stella, who's 10, love taking pictures with my big camera on vacation. So that's another fun way for kids to kind of, you know, be creative and 
explore and be independent on vacation. So give kids a camera on the plane and off, I think is really fun. Another thing going into it is understand that they are kids and it will be fine. I think it's important to be courteous of the other people on the plane, but don't be so worried about it that you stress yourself out so much because your energy transfers to them and the whole family and everyone around you. So I think just giving yourself some grace and understanding their kids, if they cry, it will be fine. And just understand that it will be fine. You will get through it. I think it's just a good way to do it just so you don't set yourself up to panic. For older kids, another thing that I've done that I love that is a good, that's good, you know, a time taker upper and gives a good screen break is bring a travel journal for older kids. Let them start a little travel journal on the plane. And it's also a fun little something for them to do in the evenings, maybe at the hotel when you're having downtime, they can write about their day. And then later you can print pictures and put the pictures in it. And then on the flight home, they could kind of do the majority of the rest of it. Um, that's one thing that's been a fun activity and it's such a cool thing to have later and it keeps them busy. So look for travel journals. Um, and I will link again, everything in this podcast on the show notes for the travel journals that I like. Another thing when you're on the plane is trade off. If you have a partner, if you have a little kid, um, especially a little baby, you could trade off and walking around or don't trade off. (laughs) So here's the thing. For me, I'm very kid durable. I don't mind chaos. I, I, I actually think I kind of strive in chaos weirdly. And so for me, I'd rather my husband just be happy and not stressed and not irritated. And I'd rather take on, take on the, know that like, listen, I'm getting zero work done. I am not watching a movie and relaxing. I'm just going to make sure that it's a smooth flight and I'm happy doing that. So then that way he's stressed, he's not stressed and not irritated. So depending on your dynamics, either plan to trade off and plan to share the duties or plan to not share the duties. Whatever is gonna is going to help you accomplish your goal better, plan for that. And again, I think this is a good time for bribery and treats. If there was ever a time, this is the time when you are locked up with, you know, lots of other people in your close proximity and strangers. I think it's a good time to have some treats and also you know, it's special. It's not something you do every day. So it's not something they're going to expect every day. And it's fun. And, um, but again, don't do the treats at the beginning, space them out and make it fun. I always do little games with the kids or I'll put like a treat in one hand, you know, just make it interesting and just think about kind of like, you know, dragging out the time, not in a bad way, but like in the best way, rather than just giving them a treat, give them maybe have them answer questions. Like I'll say, okay, it's treat time, but you have to answer my five questions. What's your phone number? What's my birthday? What street do we live on? What freeway do we take to school? Depending on their ages. So that way you're engaging. And again, enjoying the process, not just trying to hurry to the destination. I think that traveling with kids can be exhausting, but it can also be so much fun. And I think that it's one of those things that it's so good for them to experience and learn at a young age how to travel. It's kind of like taking your kids out to dinner with you. If you never take your kids out to dinner with you, then they don't even know how to behave at dinner. But if you bite the bullet and you fly with kids and you teach them how to be good flyers and you prepare well 
and you pack well, you have good expectations, you leave plenty of time on the day of, I think that you can have a good time, they can have a good time, and you can set up your little ones to be good travelers for their whole life. Traveling with kids, I think, is such a joy you know, because as we get older, we've done a lot of things. So to, to do those things again with kids, it's kind of like doing them all over again for the very first time. So I think that if we can think about it in a positive way and think about enjoying the process and not just try to think about pacifying them throughout the whole flight, but like planning it out, enjoying it, making it the best that it can be, over planning, over packing of the snacks and the meals, but not overpacking of all the other stuff. Try to keep it light so you're not bumping every seat trying to get to your seat. And also, so you know where things are. I feel like sometimes I've packed for trips like in the most incredible way, but then the problem is I had so much stuff, I didn't even, I couldn't even get to it. I couldn't even get to what I needed when I needed it because there was just too much stuff and too much stuff to even have it organized in a good way. So walk that fine line between being prepared and not overpacking and not overstuffing. Again, I will link in the show notes and in the blog post all my favorite travel um, travel things, travel toys, travel games, all the things that have made traveling on airplanes much, much easier for myself and for my family. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got lots and lots of trips and the next time you fly on a plane with your kids, it is awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.